This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 239 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flipped resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, as we normally do, we have four trends that we will share and discuss, and along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Well, anybody who's listened to uh, at least a few recent episodes of uh, our podcast is going to be completely unsurprised. Right, it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. The first two trends uh, have to do with artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence also plays significantly into the other trends, but or at least one of the other trends. The first trend is artificial intelligence, or AI, specifically in educational settings for educational purposes. We saw articles these past two weeks on integrating generative AI into ed tech, using AI for tutoring, creating lesson plans to implement and teach about ChatGPT specifically, using ChatGPT to do research for papers, studies, and presentations. We also saw an article about Harvard University's Faculty of Arts and Sciences issuing guidelines on incorporating generative AI into courses and Yale's approach to ChatGPT, which is similar in that they are welcoming. They both Harvard and Yale flagship universities um, are, have always said, we welcome new tools. Let's look at how we apply these new tools effectively. Our recommended read in this area is Teachers Are Going All In on Generative AI by Carrie Johnson for Wired. And once again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of the author's names. The subtitle uh, for this article is Surveys Suggest Teachers Use Generative AI More Than Students to Create Lesson Plans or More Interesting Word Problems. Educators Say It Can Save Valuable Time But Must Be Used Carefully. It's a very good read. I think, Tim, you and I agree that right. it's, a, it's a, a good read and a good overview of how teachers are applying generative AI in their the professional settings. Yeah, and I like the idea of use it carefully. Use it carefully. This is uh, critically important, right? So number two, our second trend is also AI, but this is artificial intelligence in general. So for example, we saw articles about concerns about cybersecurity and AI, Uh, you know, bad actors using AI to create security problems, using AI to be productive, like making charts, generating tables, things like that for uh, one's own work. Discussions about regulating AI. There was a big summit in Washington, D.C. within the past two weeks where um, major technology uh, 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 CEOs were called in uh, to talk with the uh, government officials, members of the Senate, I think, or Congress, or both. But there was um, it, there was a lot the question is, what should we do? Should we do anything to restrict it? 
If not, how do we offer guidance? Those kind of questions. And so far, those questions are still left unanswered. However, we, I think, Tim, we generally recommend that people get up to speed if they aren't already there on how these things work. So our recommended read is, what is ChatGPT used for exactly? And how does it work? Here's everything to know by Perry Ormont Blumberg for today. This is also a video piece. There is text. Uh, the, you can see the text uh, for, for the uh, video interview, but it's, an, it's a video interview and it's uh, very, uh, as always with today, it's, it's very well done and very informative. Number three, software. Our software. Old, our old friends back. Our old friend software. So uh, we saw a lot, I mean, a great deal of uh, articles about various types of software, many of which were AI related. Now, Apple did just announce and, and reveal the, the latest uh, iPhone. And so we, uh, we, we do see a lot of things from Apple. And so part of the software that we're seeing is Apple's new Apps by Apple website which was uh, mentioned in articles, uh, specifically a website about apps that are, that are produced by Apple itself. There was also uh, updates to Zoom with AI features. There was a comparison between Canva and Adobe Express for teaching purposes. There was an article about Procreate's new $20 animation app that gave it a very good review. And neither of us have tried it yet, Tim, but- Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that out. Yeah. Stability AI's text to music generator. So based on whatever you can describe, kind of like the illustration uh, aspects of, of AI, whatever you can describe in text, it will generate sound effects or music. Uh, and you can try it out for like 90 second blocks. Um, I, I got to admit, I'm very curious about that. Right, right. So there's also Google tools and activities for art education. There's HeyGen's new AI video tool that clones one's voice in seven languages. And apparently it takes these, the, these voice clones and then it manipulates the video so that it syncs your, your mouth movements so that it looks like correct uh, pronunciation of the language. And it's pretty, I've seen some examples. It's pretty good, actually. It's pretty good, it, yeah. And it's weird. I, I got it. Once again, it's creepy a little, I, I have to right. say, but it, it's pretty good. We also saw an article about Soundtrap software for teaching. We saw a number of articles that had to do with audio this time. However, our recommended read in this area, we feel is probably the most uh, uh, productive piece if, if one can only read about one thing uh, from the past two weeks. Best Graphic Organizers for Education by Diana Restifo for Technology and Learning. The author gives a, a pretty good list of graphic organizers, what their costs are, if they're free or if they cost money, and what you get for subscription or for free use. Number four, hardware. We yeah. saw a fair number of our articles about hardware. And that's hardware back, too. We, we, we haven't seen that too. in a while. Yeah. So we, we, well, first of all, we did see numerous articles about Apple's new iPhone reveal, although we only flipped one or two articles right. about that. We also saw a review for Lenovo's Yoga Book 9i. And we saw, um, we saw an interesting article on best educational board games, which we're calling hardware. <laughs> they have nothing to do with computers or, or, or it's analog. It's analog. But it, it's, it's analog. analog yeah. But it's, it's a really interesting article. Right. However, 
Because Apple's new iPhone reveal created a big stir about the change from lightning cable to USB-C, our recommended read is sort of specifically to kind of um, catch up with on one's information about USB-C. So the recommended read is, what is USB-C? A computer engineer explains the one device connector to rule them all by Shreyas Sen for the conversation. And Tim, those are our uh, uh, trends and our recommended readings for this episode. Thanks, Abby. Now we turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we think we'll see or we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Okay, not not going out on a limb. AI, AI. more AI, and more AI. AI. That That's yeah. there. But we, we talked about a couple of other things. We talked about... We do. Security. Well, security. We think... You and I were talking about this before we started recording, and we think we're going to see a lot more about security. Right. We've seen a few articles... Mm-hmm. We've seen articles about security related to AI, right? But uh, we also saw a disturbing article this past two weeks about how schools may not be ready as uh, bad actors start to target school right. systems and schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very concerned about that. We hope we, honestly, I think we hope we don't see a lot of articles yes. about this, yeah. but we're, we're concerned we will. Also, Tim, you and I talked about tech integration right. in classrooms. Yep. And how we've been seeing a number of articles, but they haven't all come together to form a trend. But we're starting to see more and more articles about how pre-service and in-service, like new teachers, mm-hmm. feel unprepared to use technology for instructional purposes. Right. And so, yeah. uh, you know, that's a that's a concern. Yeah. And in it, you know, talking about it's kind of like the second digital divide. Right. You know. Right. If you're unfamiliar, if you're unfamiliar with that term, it's it's you know lacking the competency or skill to be able to use tech effectively, the tech that you have available to you. Right. So. The first digital divide is lacking the access to the technology, Correct. and the second digital divide is uh, lacking the skill to use the technology you have available. Exactly. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we think we think the second digital dis- yeah. divide may become a yeah. trend, at least a trend that is reported. Right. in popular media so that's i think that's that's it that's what we, that's what we see we'll see yeah. how that pans out well that brings us to the conclusion of episode 239 of our podcast we'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our flipboard magazine and of course we'd like to thank our podcast subscribers you can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links that we discussed in this reading in this episode our recommended readings by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on October 3rd. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green, 